Welcome to Bear and Ballast. I'm Jeff Burkus, a writer for Windy City Gridiron, and I'm joined by the editor of that fine website, Lester A. Wiltfong Jr. Lester, the trade deadline was today. Did Ryan Poles do anything? Did anyone expect Ryan Poles to do this? I mean, I, I thought there was an outside shot he'd make a move. I wasn't expecting him to make a trade, trade as arguably his best player on the team a couple days ago. And then, of course, today, Chase Claypool. Pittsburgh Steeler. I mean, is this guy? I don't think you can call him a legitimate wide receiver number one at this point in his career, but he has those kind of traits. I mean, this is a uh, nice move. Uh, the, the comp I heard, I see fans are split. They gave a second round, and and the the discussion that was on social media was, well, if it's the if it's the Ravens second, that's fine, but if it's the Bears second, then it's a terrible deal. That's like a difference of like seven, eight, nine picks. Well, what's the difference? We're getting a legitimate professional wide receiver, a starting caliber wide receiver for a second round pick. There are no guarantees in the draft. I am completely fine with the Bears dropping a second to get Chase Claypool, who is going to give something to this offense. Let's take them one at a time. Okay. So Roquan Smith is now a Baltimore Raven. The, the Ravens sent back a second-round draft pick and a fifth-round draft pick for that. Yeah. Um, here, here are my thoughts as, as they came to me. I, I said basically that I was more than anything relieved because this now has come to a completion. There was a lot of turmoil in the offense. Turmoil is too strong for it. There was a lot of uh, angst about what was going to happen with, with Roquan. Um, maybe he's not the best fit on the field for this defense. So he's a very good inside linebacker. They were trying to use him at will. He was coming along. Maybe he was hampered by not being here in camp, which was his own desire to, to try to get a contract extension. Um, wants to be paid at the top of his position. He plays a non-premium position, or at least that's maybe where he projects to first. Uh, maybe Ryan Poles didn't want to pay that. That's kind of what, what uh, bared itself out in the offseason. He's got some weird off-the-field stuff. Now I'm not I'm not one to judge someone how they want to spend their free time, but you know he's on a boat with someone that got some news in a negative way. There was the the issue over this over this last summer that definitely had some some pretty weird vibes and and some some negative news. You know uh, Ryan Poles, this is not his guy. He's starting to try to build what he believes is the the right locker room. You know Roquan's not necessarily doing those things off the field that may represent what Ryan Poles wants to do as a player on the field. Honestly, his highs were very high. His lows were pretty low. I felt like he was a very inconsistent star and he could get absolutely taken out of football games. Like he, he could just be, there could just be games where he just sort of disappears or like they need him at the point of attack. He's not there. He, you know, Maybe that's being picky, but if you're going to be a star, then you need yeah. to be showing up every game. And I didn't, I never felt like he was. I, I again, his highs were very high. He's super athletic when he, when he gets opportunities and, and he capitalizes on them, they look splashy, right? It's full of glitter, it's full, full of glam, but he's pretty inconsistent as, as a football player. So this allows Ryan Poles now to move on with compensation as he begins to try to figure out what he's going to do. Now, if he is some people, I, I saw something, well, you know, they would have just got a comp pick. 
Well, absolutely not. They wouldn't have got a comp pick. One, that would have been the next year, first of all, because that would have it, it's a year delayed. But the Bears would have had to sit on their hands in free agency. They've got $125 million. That's not happening. They're not going to sit on their hands. Right. So so they if they were going to let him walk, they wouldn't get they would get nothing out of Roquan Smith. If polls feel, felt that he wasn't going to be able to come to a contract agreement, the only thing that he could have done is franchise tag and hope to trade him or, or have him play on the franchise tag. That's it. Those were his only options or let him walk for free. And, and he probably felt like he wasn't going to be able to sign a deal. This also allows Ryan polls to redistribute the money in terms of positional value to more premium positions, right? So inside linebacker or, you know, even trying the will linebacker may not be the best way to spend money in the modern NFL. So now he could pay a more premium position on defense. So say like Jalen Johnson coming up, good, a good, a good corner. Now you can afford that because you didn't put money into Roquan Smith, right? It also allows Ryan Poles to redistribute money from defense to offense, which is more representative of the modern NFL. So now he has more money that would have been taken by Roquan Smith to put into the offensive line, to put into wide receivers. The actual compensation, I don't really have a problem with it. It seemed fine to me. Um, some people wanted more for Roquan. I don't I don't think it was that far off from no. our, our friend Brad Spielberger said this is that he predicted basically exactly this as a compensation value for, for Roquan Smith. So overall, I think it was a good move, and I think it was a smart move, and I'm just kind of happy it's over. Um, from an analytics standpoint, I completely agree with it. From the compensation, I'm fine. Um, and then from kind of the personality, uh, I, I think it's actually probably for the best. Yeah, I was fine with the move. I, I was surprised they got a second. I didn't think they would be able to pull that much. There was some just some talk a few days ago that there were, there were rumors where they were going to franchise tag them. I forget which report it was. It might have been the Monday morning quarterback or, or one of those they had said that was the the latest was on the Roquan Smith was, you know, he's due for a franchise tag. And, you know, and but Ryan Poles today at the, at the press conference, he talked a little bit about it. it. Just, you know, things got, you know, they got a little ugly. I mean, in, in, in the offseason and you know, yeah, he was a hold in. He was doing what he had to do. He was showing up to camp. You know, he's there with his teammates, but he still wasn't practicing. And he even talked about when when his when the whole negotiation saga was over from from Rokon Smith. He talked about it. You know, it's it was a bad negotiation. Um, he threw on some terms that weren't very very nice about Ryan Poles. I'm sure there were some feelings hurt. It's but you know, part of it is that there's again there's no agent on Rokon Smith. You know, he was doing this himself. Some of the stuff that the agent protects the player from hearing Roquan Smith heard those things, right. you know? So, so he's in that room, he's getting all the nitty gritty, all the stuff that, you know, we talk about the position of value. He, he probably heard that he probably didn't like that, but at the end of the day, there was a, was a nice deal on the table. Roquan didn't want to take it. They waited till the off season was the plan. And um, it just came to fruition now where, where the Ravens wanted to make a move. And you talk about the context. Now, if the Ravens let him walk, and the Ravens make because that's a that's always a loaded roster. That's one of the top mm -hmm. franchises in the game today. If the Ravens don't resign him, and there was some talk today, they already they are already want to bring him back. They want to ink him and because he's he's a talented player, he'll fit that scheme perfectly. But if the Ravens let him walk, they'll get a third. So from the Ravens' point of view, it was a great deal for them. From the Bears' point of view, a second and a fifth plus. AJ Klein, veteran linebacker. We got to talk about that guy. I actually have an article coming out about AJ Klein later today. I talked to our our Buffalo Bills guy because that's the last time Klein played was in Buffalo. So I, I got a little bit on Klein. It's you know he's a guy, but 
he, he's Iowa a guy. State grad. Huh? Oh, there you go. You know, Iowa always in Iowa here for you. So, so you know, it's it's a good deal all around. I think uh, the Bears, the Ravens, uh, they'll be happy. But like you said, the, the most important thing is just to get the, the saga is over now. You know, yeah. there is no, there is no more drama. You know, he's he's going to move on, and, and now the Bears will have a, a, a chance to, to like I said, re- relocate some assets and and uh, bolster this team. So then that brings us to today, and let's talk about now Chase Claypool. So. The, the Bears send their second-round pick, that's an important distinction here, their second-round pick to acquire the services of Chase Claypool. Young player, right, came out in the 2020 draft. The joke is he's, you know, younger than Bayless Jones, right, or, you know, right? They, they, all this stuff. They've traded for two players now that are younger than Bayless Jones. Okay, we get it, we get it. Um, but I think the point is young player played with, you know, the zombified corpse of Ben Roethlisberger, uh, you know, and played with uh, the noodle arm of Kenny Pickett and, uh, you know, Mitchell Trubisky, right? That's that's pretty much his experience. Had some really solid success super early on um, in Pittsburgh. That, fir- you know, his first year, Ben wasn't quite as limited. And then, you know, kind of fell off a little bit. And so super athletic, uber freak, right? Like this is a, a guy with a relative athletic score that's off the charts. Great, right? Big body something they really don't have a dominant force on in this, in this wide receiving core. So great. Right. Like, I mean, that's exactly what we wanted. There are a lot of people that wanted the bears to draft Chase Claypool, right? They, they, at the time people were on that. They wanted Chase Claypool to be a bear. And, And I think what's interesting is there's a lot of people that are pretty split about the move because they say, well, that's too much. That's, that's too high of a compensation. And like you said, if it was the Ravens pick, that'd be fine. But since it's the Bears' own pick, that's too much. And I think it's probably that's 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 really splitting hairs. First yeah. of all, to be that you know vacillate that much in your opinion of the move based on which pick it is. Um, I think my original my gut instinct was like, oh, okay, that feels a little steep. That's okay though, right? Yeah. And and if you look at the circumstance, and and I believe in the press conference, polls mentioned this. If you look at the landscape of free agent wide receivers coming open in the in next year in 2023 and you know barring you know surprise cuts and all that kind of stuff but if you look at the candidate pool that he he's be choosing from they ain't good yeah <laughs> like the, there's not a lot to choose from there jacoby myers is probably the best candidate uh to, to bring in here this this is not a a loaded free agency class and so he sees that and he's like, okay, I mean, I can either make a move, or I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to spend all my capital in the draft to to go after this. And like you said, a proven player versus, uh, you know, versus a draft pick, you know, the proven commodity is is pretty good here. Again, still a young guy, athletic, and hasn't had a quarterback like Justin Fields to throw him the ball with a live young arm. So, I think it's a pretty cool move. Like I'm, I'm down with it, and I'm, I'm very happy that they are investing now. I understand it's going to take some time. He might not have a huge impact. You know, he might not be on the field for, you know, that many plays, relatively speaking. But he's going to get game opportunities now with Justin Fields in the second half of this season. He's going to be able to start building that rapport with him. Hopefully, Claypool, Mooney, and a rookie next year. Yeah, become your core. I mean, it's a great move. I think it's it gives them what they wanted. I mean, they made a trade for uh, 
Nikhil Harry, who is a similarly body type player, but not nearly as, as great of an athlete. I mean, he's a good athlete, but this is just a, another level. Um, and, and with Harry, he has not had the qu- quite the success as Claypool has. Claypool has had some nice years. I mean, we talk about he, he hasn't had a, a huge breakout year, you know, but, you know, he, he's caught 62. He's caught 59. You know, he, he has nine touchdowns as a rookie. Uh, Plus, I think had another one, another one or two rushing. You know, he has put up some numbers. And like you said, Ben Roethlisberger has thrown the ball his first two years. And Ben Roethlisberger is dink and dunk at that point in his career. And then this year it's Pickett and it's Trubisky. You know, that's not the greatest passing game. And he's putting up decent numbers. And and what he what he does and who he is fits perfectly with Justin Fields. And it's a, it's an exciting time that the Bears are going to get this guy. I mean, Bears fans were all over DK Metcalf. That was the guy they wanted. You know, this guy is not the same player. Similar body types. You know, he's a jacked-up dude. He's 6'4", 238, I think he is. So we're talking about a big body receiver, incredible athlete, legitimate deep speed. He's going to give the Bears what they need. And then, like you say, with Mooney next year with a draft pick possibly, or they may just, you know, roll the dice and, and go with I – mean, maybe Harry does emerge and prove, hey, he's a guy too. Because, man, how great would that be if Ryan Poles got two of his future receivers with draft picks this year? Yeah, I think uh, people were calling him kind of a discount DK Metcalf or a, a off-brand DK Metcalf. Or, I don't know. Robert, Robert has something about that. I wonder if this is – you know, just as long as he's not actually decaf Metcalf, right? Ah, that that, that whole thing going on. All right, all right. Um, well, I, I think we'll, we're going to talk more about this stuff. I'm, I'm trying to set it up here in the last few minutes. I think um, our friend Brad Spielberger is going to come on to Bears Over Beers tomorrow. I think I'm, I'm going to kind of shift focus because I think these are two moves that are big enough for us to kind of start thinking about, you know, th- what does this show Ryan Poles? Uh, Brad has a really good insight into that, so I'm, I'm trying to set that up as we speak awesome. uh, for e, for EJ and I to talk to talk to Brad and, and try to get a, gain a little bit more perspective. So look for that tomorrow night as we we come back at you. So let's let's get into the normal show here. Um, obviously, not a very good result for the Bears down in down in the Big Easy or not Big Dallas, I guess the Big D, right? The big D, so, there it is. Uh, big Easy is uh, New Orleans. I'm I'm yeah. losing my perspective on city names here, but. Uh, we always start off in the trench tribute um, this week, uh, you know, is, is certainly going to, I think, go one <laughs> one offensive unit versus defensive unit. I think it makes a little more sense to go uh, uh, offense here. But uh, this year we're sponsored by Portillo's. We got to send out another hundred dollar gift card. Uh, I got that out before I came to Atlanta. So hopefully that was received. And, nice. and uh, you know, we, we, we're spreading the joy of uh, Italian beef and cake shakes. So, um, you know, again, continue to get those in there. However you get your bear and balance, we're, we're getting good amount of, of entries now. So that's really great. Uh, but your chances are still pretty good, right? Like we're not talking about a hundred entries. We're, you know, we're, we're talking like, you know, 15, 20. So, Still continue to get those in. Great odds. Got a good chance, uh, yeah. you know, and and and, and do that. Um, so let's. Uh, I think I get to start this week. Yeah, real quick though, if you listen to that on the podcast, you guys can send us an email at two ndcitygridiron at gmail uh, That is where we are there, and I got a ton of uh, of, of podcast only guys last week. I had so many there. A few of them came after we already drew, so I told those guys, "Hey, I'm going to put you guys in next week's draw." So we already got a head start on this coming up trans tribute from those guys there. And so, so make sure you guys get in and uh, give us your name and put you in the, in the random draw for a hundred bucks. And 
uh, emailer won this week. An emailer did so, win this week from our so podcast. So it does happen, right? So we, I think we've actually had a winner from every platform at this point. So that's that's pretty good. Um, None on Facebook yet. Oh, well, okay. Twitter, YouTube, and uh, and uh, podcast email sending it Step to it us. Up. Step it Facebook, up. Facebook, stop yeah. spending so much time in the metaverse. And get your <laughs> get your Portillo's Trench tribute in. So mine, um, I, I'm going to go with Riley Reef. Uh, I think I look pretty solid in the run game. I will look forward to sack watch and see, you know, where everything gets blamed. I, I don't know, uh, necessarily if he gave one up, I was, I only got to see the game once, uh, before this show. I didn't watch it live cause I was at, at the Falcons game, but I, I thought that for his first start and there was some concerns that maybe, maybe he just was kind of washed, right? Like he, he didn't, he wasn't playing like what happened here. Um, I, I thought he looked like the, you know, the professional tackle that we would have expected when he's when he signed with Chicago and I I mean I wonder if maybe he kind of holds on here to kind of give some stability to this offensive line um, you never want to lose your job to an injury um, but there's no need to rush Larry Borm back um, make sure that he's completely recovered from his concussion symptoms but I think it's also Borum had some struggles um, in the last few weeks it might be nice uh, to, to just have some stability there and make sure that Reef is part of the plans going forward, but I wanted to point him out that I thought he had a pretty solid game in his first Chicago Bears start. Same. I was close to going with with Riley Reef. I had a feeling you'd go that way because of the Iowa connection. So I figured, you know, I'm going to leave him for Jeff, and I'm going to go another route. And man, I can't believe I'm doing this. I've I've, I've talked now nice about this guy two weeks in a row, and I don't want to be the guy that like you know the the apologist for Sam Mustfer, but he was solid this week. I mean, there were a few plays that he made. Obviously, there's always a few plays. Um, but no one really stood out above and beyond on the O-line this week. Uh, Tevin Jenkins he had, gave up a sack. He had a couple mistakes. You know, uh, the same with Braxton Jones. I thought uh, Michael Schofield was okay. You know, but again, nothing really kind of stood out. Um, Sam Mustfer. There was one play in particular, Sam Mustfer. Um, I, I caught him looking for work in a few plays because the Cowboys don't have a nose guard. Uh, so he was kind of free a little bit, and I saw him kind of doing some stuff, being a little aggressive there. Another play, he, he kind of took his guy – put him in the turf, checked up. The guy stood up, and he popped him again. I'm like, I like that aggressiveness out of Mustfer. So uh, I'm going to go Sam Mustfer. Again, I say it every every time I praise him, I got a preface. He belongs on the bench. I think his best spot is as a reserve. But here we are, Trent's tribute, good old Sam Mustfer. This Chicago Bears offense is going to have three golden domers starting on it here before oh, uh, too much beautiful. longer. That's that's <laughs> that's kind of crazy. So I know there's a big overlap, including your buddy uh, that yeah. uh, Papa Scarborough. Scarborough is a huge. Yeah. Oh my god, he's a huge Notre Dame guy, and uh, it's funny because he also told me he, he goes Sam Musfer is not a very good player. He's always telling me uh, he goes I know he's a Notre Dame guy, but I don't like Sam Musfer. I'm like okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's move on to the tweet of the week. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna touch the uh, um, the must for stuff. So uh, I'm I'm uh, I love this tweet. There's a there's a, a gentleman by the name of uh, Ian Rapopo Rapopo. Oh, Ian Rapoport. Right. Ian Rappaport. You might you might know him as the NFL insider. He's at Rap Sheet on the Twitter machine. He says, speaking of things that didn't happen. No deals for the Packers either, though they tried. Which, wah wah, right? Yeah. It's that uh, that that uh, little Simpson gift. meme. Yeah, yeah uh, Bart Simpson's got yeah. the cake, and it says, "At least you tried." And then he like he grabs the cake and throws it away. Uh, that's exactly what what that was. Uh, 
some rumors, uh, you know, who knows if it's true, but let's let's say they were, was that the Packers offered the Steelers their second, which was the reason why the Bears had to up their offer to their own second and not the Baltimore second. Um, there was some rumors that the, the Packers had a three on the table. Uh, and so the Bears came in probably with their three, Packers beat it with their two, and, you know, Steelers probably went back and said, hey, this is what's on the table. Bears said, okay, you know, you can have our two instead of Baltimore's two, uh, which, I mean, that means that Baltimore believes that Green Bay is going to finish with a better record than Chicago. I mean, that's that's what that means. Yeah. But whatever, like getting Chase Claypool is great on its own in a vacuum. Um, it's it, That is icing on, on top here that it prevented Green Bay from acquiring him. Aaron Rodgers had his uh, his weekly hit on the Pat McAfee show, a podcast earlier today, and and he he mentioned on the show. I'm not sure if it happened. I, I know they go live. I'm not sure if it happened. You know, as the Claypool news broke for the Bears, but Aaron Rodgers did say that he he knows the Packers were in on Claypool. Let's see what happens. Aaron Rodgers said, uh, "You know, here's a spoiler alert. Nothing happened. Aaron Rodgers, your team decided you're good to go with Alan Lazard and." And Sammy Watkins and look at yeah, they beat the Bears a few weeks back but it's still nice to see the Packers uh you know not get anyone at this deadline when you know that team needs some help that team is struggling uh they both forced four in a row first time I think in uh in 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 uh coach Lafleur's case and I'm not sure about Aaron Rodgers I don't think he's probably lost four in a row in his time in Green Bay either so it's good to see the Packers taking out here even if it's in the uh the, the middle of the week yeah the only thing I'll add is that um, Green Bay was built to make a deep playoff yes, run this year. Chicago is rebuilding. Like this was a tear it down gap year. Okay. So the idea that they have the exact same record <laughs> is great because when you're sitting, it's like, I, I, poor Lions fans, right? Lions made a big move. They, they moved TJ Hawkinson over to the Vikings. My, my comment was, Hey man, they're all in on the anybody but Green Bay train as well. They're like, that's not gonna be us. Let's make sure the Vikings get it. But uh, you know, poor poor Lions fans. They they were gonna they were supposed to push for a playoff spot, and they're one and six, and they're selling right. Uh, so I, those poor guys. I, I just I don't understand. But uh, Green Bay was supposed to go somewhere, and they're not, they which is no. wonderful. So what about you? What's your tweet? For my tweet of the week, I'm going back to the trade information. Uh, Next Gen Stats tweeted out, Chase Claypool brings a field-stretching element to the Bears' offense, having run the fifth most go routes, 380, since entering the NFL in 2020. Justin Fields has targeted go routes on 11% of his attempts in his career, which is the eighth highest rate since 2021. And I kind of touched on it earlier. Chase Claypool's skill set is perfect for Justin Fields. He wants to chuck it and go deep. We saw that happen in the game against the Cowboys. He threw it deep to Equinemius St. Brown. And Equinemius St. Brown did not have the – he didn't come back for the ball like he probably should have. Maybe he just didn't have the strength to fight back through the defender to go for the ball. Who knows? We saw Bayless Jones uh, beat his corner. A nice route he ran. He got open. Justin Fields put the ball on his hands. He dropped it. Two deep shots, two fails for the Bears – are those both plays that Chase Claypool makes? I'm not sure, but I think he has a better chance of making them. I think Justin Fields, it, it, the connection is going to happen. It's We're going to see it this season. I, I hope he gets on the field as quick as possible. Who knows if he plays this week? Probably not. Uh, but, man, I would love to see him just kind of work him in with some fades some goes, some slants, some simple stuff that he can do. And let's see him and, and uh, Justin Fields kind of build that connection. 
Yeah, I, a couple things. Um, did you watch the game last night by any chance? Off and on. I, I was okay. trick-or-treating in my neighborhood, so I was kind of catching it off and on, and I caught the end Aren't of it. you a little old to be trick-or-treating? Uh, you know, What'd you go as? What, what's your costume? Uh, I like to stay – I have a Jason hockey mask, and I just kind of stand outside with a machete. And uh, <laughs> as, as the kids come up, I just kind of stand there. I don't really say anything. I don't chase them. I don't scare them. I just kind of stand there, and it freaks the kids out. And, you know, and my, my wife was all zombified up. So she's like, she loves horror makeup. So she had like the whole deal. My daughter was all zombified up. And, you know, so we, we're, we're that house, basically. We're that house. Right. The body parts on the, on, on the driveway, you know, corpses hanging. That's us. But man, the, the kids loved it. The parents loved it. You got a lot of compliments. We had a few people who said, don't go to that house. But that's okay. Okay. So in the game, uh, the Browns really, you know, dominated that game. But there, there's a play where Burrow just kind of chucks it up, and T. Higgins just bodies his guy. Yes. And then back, just kind of backward steps into the end zone. I, I like T. Higgins a lot. That's he's kind of my guy. Um, Claypool's kind of a T. Higgins type guy. Uh, he, he, he's big. He's body. He's got crazy athletic ability. He can go up and like get those balls. And that's what Fields wants to do. He wants to force it downfield. So um, I'm not saying he's T Higgins. Um, maybe he's better. Who knows? Right. Like I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to judge. I just, I just really particularly like T Higgins, but I was, I, that flashed in my mind when um, the Claypool news came through. I was like, Oh man, maybe Justin has his T Higgins. Cause we, you know, we've been kind of talking about maybe T Higgins will be available for trade next off season. Uh, now it doesn't matter. They're not going to go get T Higgins now that they traded for Chase Claypool. So um, let's see if that that works out for them. But uh, let's let's move on to caught up in a numbers game. So I this is this is a little weird. Um, I I went back and tried to find the last time the Bears had a leading rusher in terms of yardage that didn't have the most carries on the team. Okay. Okay. So so right now. The Bears actually have the, their their leading ball carrier is David Montgomery with 92 carries, and he is third place on the team in terms of yardage. So uh, Khalil Herbert has one fewer carry, 91, uh, for 563 yards, which is significantly more than the 361 that David Montgomery has on 92 carries. That's a huge disparity. Justin Fields has 74 carries for 424 yards. So. You see where where that ranks. Um, Herbert has a 6.2 yards per carry. Um, you know he's way up there, and now it's got to that point where the volume's about the same. So I, I tried to go back and I tried to find. Now I don't think I did this wrong, but if somebody finds something in the 90s that I scrolled past, um, you know, good for you. But I think that it's 1972. Nice. Bobby du- Bobby Douglas. <laughs> so 50 years ago, Bobby Douglas. Um, had 141 carries for 968 yards, um, more than the leading running back, which is actually the fullback. So, um, you know, Aaron's going to love a fullback mention. But Jim Jim Harrison uh, at 622 yards on 167 carries. So had an additional 26 carries, but had 340 fewer yards. That's, you know, it's kind of almost where we're going here. Um and then uh, they had two running backs that year that's like basically had the same amount of carries uh, for like 300, 300 and 350 yards. So that was, and then, you know, Douglas did that again, the, pre, the or did that in the previous year as well when he rushed over, over a thousand. Um, but 
uh, or maybe no, he didn't do a thousand. Never mind. But I think he, he Douglas did that as well. He was very close. Yeah. And then 1970, uh, there there's one that's like really boring, and, and but it the guy that has fewer carries has more yards. But they're like 230 yards. The Bears were really bad, by the way, yeah. in the in the early 70s uh, or the 70s uh, until Peyton got there. So the, these are kind of not good numbers. But I just find it interesting because. You know, you have you know, a lot of times a guy will pop off with a big yard per carry number, but it's because he doesn't really have enough carries for that sample size to normalize, right? Like it's just, oh, he had two big runs that popped off, but he, you know, he had 30 carries on the year. He averaged eight yards a carry, like whatever, like that, that's not a thing. Um, you know, if you give him 150 carries, that's not going to happen. Khalil Herbert, man, we're getting into some serious territory here. He's he's got 91 carries and he's averaging 6.2. It is really impressive. This is like Nick Chubb impressive levels of carrying the football right now. We have to start taking Khalil Herbert seriously as like a really good running back. And I just I don't think there's a real good cop here for for what he's doing as a backup and just looks like he is just taking over that running back role. He is a hell of a runner. That is for sure. Um, I, I really want to see him improve the the aspect in a passing game. I don't know if you caught the uh, the, the the tweet that Jonathan Wood from the Bears blog shot out uh, yesterday. Um, he put up the number difference, the yards uh, per attempt difference when Montgomery's in the game and when when Herbert's in the game. And when when Herbert's in the game on a passing down, that number is significantly lower. Part of it is he's just not a good as good as a receiver out of the backfield. Part of it is he's not as good of a blocker. So if Herbert can can work on these parts of his game and be on the field more, and I got more on Herbert a little bit here. Um, so if he can do these these things, you know, he is going to have a thousand yard season. You know, he's going to have two hundred carries. I mean, it's it's on the way as your backup. And you know what? As 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 much as Montgomery doesn't have a lot of fans right now. He is a good complement to what Herbert is. They're a good one-two punch. I think they play off each other. You know, I was talking to my, 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 my buddy Scarborough, and his brother played played linebacker uh, uh, in, in college, and and he said that when you have different running backs with different styles, it's tough for a defense to 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 scout those guys because when they're in the game, they tackle them differently. Especially like if they're in the game and they run different types of plays, it's just a different thing to do. So having two guys that have different styles. You know, we, a lot of talk about is, well, he's not a pure outside zone guy. You know, he, he's not a uh, – he's better inside with Montgomery. So that's good. It's good you have guys that have different skill sets. It's good. The the bad part of that, now if you're tipping your hand. So that's why Herbert has to get better at the at the passing aspect of it. And if he does that, man, you know, this is going to be a guy – I mean, obviously he's going to be here for another couple of years. But, you know, we're, we're talking the guy that could be one of the – better running backs in the game. You, like, you mentioned Nick Chubb. I mean, that's, you know, 6.2 yards per carry with that volume. That That's pretty damn good. Yeah, this is not an anti-David Montgomery comment. I like David Montgomery a lot. His yards per carry is not very good this year, uh, but he is an overall better running back in terms of all of the things a running back needs to do. But in terms of running the football, right now we have to really take serious Khalil Herbert. And it, I think that it might not happen because I think David Montgomery wants to be the alpha somewhere. But you see some pretty good backfields that have it that would be more flipped, right? Cleveland's backfield with Kareem Hunt being the number two there. That's a pretty good example of having that that stud runner be, be their top guy with Chubb. Um, and then honestly, Green Bay, right? Like Aaron Jones, they don't really use their running backs as well as they should. They, they can run the ball. Um, but, you know, Rodgers being Rodgers. But 
uh, Jones and Dylan, right? Like they have that kind of like Jones, uh, really good runner, and then Dylan, kind of that battering ram guy. That's more of that David Montgomery guy. They, they they could use those guys pretty effectively, and that's again, I just think there probably needs to be a little bit of a flip or at least a consistent level, like an even split of carries, and that's what we saw in this game. So I, I I'm just we got to keep watching it because this yeah. is a pretty impressive run, no pun intended, of what Khalil Herbert's doing in this season. So what, so, what, so what was your number then? What was the number? 6.2? 50 years? I, I don't know. I just – I had a – but there was a ton of numbers. I was okay, just like, yeah, okay. stat of the week, 92 carries, 91, okay, whatever. I got so 50 years since this has happened to the Bears. So, so for me, my, my, my number this week is 225. And like you, I'm, I'm talking about 70s football. I'm talking about the rushing game. So if the Bears can rush for at least 225 yards in this upcoming game, they'll tie a record of the 76 Pittsburgh Steelers is the only team in the Super Bowl era with at least 225 rushing yards in four consecutive weeks. The Bears lead the league in rushing right now at 188.4. You know, they're putting up some some ridiculous historic numbers that just, you know, in this the last you know, two decades haven't been seen because teams just don't run the ball like this. Part of it, obviously, is Justin Fields. You know, he can he can do this. He's a, such a weapon with scrambles. But now Luke Getzi's incorporating some actual designed runs for him. And and I like the way they're doing it. They're not doing it. They're not. It's not overkill. You know, they're not making him into like uh, the focal point of the offensive rushing attack. He's a complement to what they're doing there and some of the read option stuff. So. Just the rushing, man. I mean, as, as as an older guy, I love the old school mentality of, of just pound it and pound it and pound it. The fullbacks in the game once in a while, I think that's great. Um, I still want to see the quarterback, the passing kind of come a little more even as far as the the, the 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 production. But right now, the Bears have been fun watching them run the ball. Yeah, I, I think ideally it's like – three parts passing game volume, two parts running game volume. I think that's maybe an ideal, like really good yeah. balance. That's a balanced attack. It's not 50, 50. Um, you'd you'd want to see it maybe more like that, but right now it's actually, you know, higher in the running attack, yeah. you know, so that, that's, that's, that's been a while. Yeah, that, that's not how football's played anymore. Uh, but you know, there is a little bit of uh snapback, right? You see quarterbacks struggling throughout the league because of, you know, those defensive coordinators got in a room and they said, we got to stop this. They went back to two high safeties, right? They, they you know, they, they really are challenging quarterbacks to be patient. They're not going to give up the chunk plays as much as they used to in the past. And, you know, it, it, that also means that if teams get a little bigger, uh, you know, and utilize those good fullbacks that were going out of style for quite a long time, they now have an advantage because they're running into lighter frames yep. uh, that have been populating the defenses. So, you know, like I think you made the joke, the bears were actually ahead of the curve for once on, on yeah. an offensive scheme. And, you know, and it's probably because they just never moved and the league came yeah. back to them. That's what uh, so, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't, it probably wasn't any more than that, but all right, let's get into the fields report. Um, so Justin Fields, 17 of 23 for 151 yards. Two touchdowns, no interceptions. Sacked four times for 25 yards. I really want to read your your um, uh, sack watch this week. Added eight carries for 60 yards and a touchdown. This is against the defense that has been particularly good and dominant this year in Dallas. And so this was uh, this was a really good line. Again, being down by that much and not having big 
big numbers in terms of the yardage is a little unfortunate. You know, you'd like to see him at least have 200, 250 yards, something like that. It'd be great to have him have 300 yards, but that's just, it's not how the bears are built. They did kind of stay disciplined and continue to run the ball, which, you know, they, they can move the ball. Um, but you know, some weird stuff there. Fields had that weird jump over the guy who's yeah. recovering the fumble and like, you know, then he just takes it back for a touchdown. That was a really weird play. But overall, I think that the, uh, you know, the review of this game for Justin Fields was like, oh, this is the guy. This is the dude. The, yeah. the Bears got a guy. Uh, this is now back to back where he looks really good. And you just saw a lot of national love for Justin Fields um, over this last week of, of his career. And even to the point where people are putting out tweets about, okay, this is how those quarterbacks look uh, you know, those five first round quarterbacks look right now. They got Justin Fields listed first. So he's definitely turning heads right now in terms of his growth and what he has shown here recently. So do you think this is kind of a breakout week for Justin Fields? Yeah, I think the narrative is shifting. I actually, uh, the SB Nation reacts, uh, we're allowed to submit some polls that goes out to all the SB Nation. And this week, my, one of my questions is, is Justin Fields the man? Just simple as that, yes or no. And, you know, and I ran the same poll uh, a few weeks ago and it was kind of split at the time. People, you know, he had a few stinkers in a row there, but but I think he's starting to show some. I, I want to real quick talk about um, the last four weeks with Justin Fields. This includes the the game in Wa with Washington where he wasn't the best, but the last four weeks, 64% of his passes complete, uh, 728 yards, five touchdown passes, two picks. Um, he's rushed for 277 yards, and he has two touchdowns rushing. And pass rating, yeah, it's not the best stat, but we all know what it is. Passer rating in the last four, four games, 97.6. So he's flirting with that triple digits pass rating um, as as a as a season long here now. So I think he's turned a corner. I think he's starting to, to understand the game a little better. And we kind of see him going through his progressions. You still got the box score scouts are out there. You know, they, they as soon as the game ended, people are right away. Oh, that's all he did. Watch the game. Watch how he does it. And you talk about he didn't pick up any empty stats. A lot of teams in the situation, the Bears were down 20, and we chucking the ball all over the place. The Bears said, look, let's just run our offense. We're not going to catch up to the Cowboys. We're down by 20. Run our offense. They kept running their offense. They, they threw when they could throw. They ran when they were going to run. They didn't really change too much up. So he didn't get those empty yards that, that some other quarterbacks should pick up, you know, in the, in the fourth quarter trying to catch up. And I think that was smart. I mean, at the time, I'm like, man, I want to see Justin Fields sling it. But then I'm like, well, he has already been sacked four times. This is a ferocious pass rush. If you just show, hey, all we're doing is throwing, then what's Dallas going to do? They're going to come after respect. you. Yeah, they, they're going to, they're all, all they're going to do, Micah Parsons will be turned loose, Lawrence turned loose. So I think it was best what they did and, you know, let him run the offense and just uh, live and stay healthy for the next week. I believe that's the most points the, the Cowboys have given up all year. And the most yards they've given up all year, too. So I, it, it's not a nothing, right? I mean, it, it, you know, again, the Bears got blown out. It was not because of Justin Fields. No. Um, all right, let's, uh, Let's take a quick break. On the other side of this break, we will do everybody's favorite segment, Three Bears. All right, Lester, let's do the three bears here. So hot bowl of porridge, cold bowl of porridge, and just right. So hot bowl, I'm just going to get it out of the way. I got to give it to Justin Fields. Um, I was really impressed with 
just the way he moves on the field. I'm just, it's so much fun to watch. You know, he just the way that he's able to run away from people. I thought he delivered a lot of nice balls in this one. Uh, a couple of them that were dropped, right? Yeah. I mean, that's 17 out of 23 is not a bad line. And then you take into account that there were a couple of big drops that really kept that yardage number down. He easily clears 200 yards if, if those uh, if those throws are completed. I, I just thought he was just, he looks more comfortable. He looks like things are starting to click. That, you know, prescribed running, I think, really helps get him in the game. We talked about that a few mm -hmm. weeks ago. Like, how do you get Justin Fields into that game where he just sort of locks in? And I do think it has something to do with giving him some carries and getting him into the game and making plays early maybe with his feet. And, and he locks in with throws then too. And so I, I feel like I'm seeing it. And I, I think that it's really exciting. This is what we wanted as Bears fans. Yeah, it would have been great if it would have showed up on week one, quarter one. It That's unrealistic. It's a new offensive scheme. It's a lot going on in the defensive world, like we talked about in terms of, you know, the changes to, to defense and, and how they're taking away a lot of things. So there's a lot of adaptation. He's working with, you know, new players, constantly injured wide receivers, constantly injured offensive line that was already, you know, under talented. So I just think that these games for Justin Fields are incredibly impressive in terms of what he's able to accomplish. And I just, all the love to Fields. And this is everything that we wanted out of this year was all about Justin Fields. So I uh, got to praise him when he has uh, good games like this. Hot bowl of porridge, Justin Fields. Yeah, he's growing. He's growing in the offense. He's growing within the scheme. He's growing with his his OC, Luke Getze, who is, again, they're learning and growing together. You know, this is his first time play caller. You know, I, I, I'm excited. You know, I, I think that, you know, the addition of Chase Claypool is going to be a new dimension. You mentioned the drops. Yeah, he had some drops there, but he still had the highest completion percentage of his career this last game. He had the highest uh, pass rating of his career this last game. So, you know, there are some some milestones happening here. The yardage still isn't nothing to, to, to be impressed with, 150-something. But, you know, the yards will come, you know, as long as he's efficient with the football, as long as his, he's able to pick up yard in, in the running game as well. You know, we're seeing the total package from Justin Fields. And, you know, the future uh, looks much brighter now than it did if, a, a month ago. What about you? Uh, we talked – I'm going Khalil Herbert. Uh, you talked about 16 carries, 99 yards. He had a touchdown. And uh, on the year, he's averaging 6.2 yards per carry. In this game, he had 6.2 yards uh, per carry. Um, 16 carries, he only played 22 snaps on offense. Right. You know, very efficient. Uh, this kind of goes into he's in the game when he's going to run the ball and not. So, he, again, we're tipping the hand a little bit. But let's say he, the Bears are tipping their hand. Oh, Herbert's and he's going to run. He's still popping off 6.2 yards a carry. They still can't stop him. Part of it's a, the, the O-line who has done a nice job opening holes for him. Part of it is just his contact balance, which is better than I thought it was when I drafted him. He's just uh, – he, he shoots through that hole so quick, and um, he picks up yards. He's just a uh, a fun player to watch, and, and I hope he – like you said, uh, I hope he can kind of shift the balance and get a few, a few more reps here as the season goes on. Yeah, I mean, he was a just-right candidate for me because – we expect him to have 6.2 yards of carry. That's exactly yeah, what he, he did, exactly, right? Yeah. Uh, but he, he he did it on even more volume than we're used to seeing. Uh, so that was great to see. Uh, again, Herbert had a great game. Cold Bull on the other side of this thing. Uh, I'm just giving it to the entire defensive line. That's a good uh, one. They, they got absolutely manhandled up front. Yeah. I mean, that, oh, uh, uh, Tony Pollard is, you know, he, he's great. Yeah, I think Tony Pollard's a really good running back, but 
when he you allow him to just roam free in the secondary uh, and not lay a hand on him, he's, any running back's going to look good doing that. So uh, he had a ridiculous game, but and I like Tony Pollard. I think he's a talented back, but that was because the defensive line just got absolutely walloped and did not put up a fight against uh, that Dallas running attack. So I'm just giving it to the entire defensive line. Let's throw the linebackers in there too. I mean, they all had uh, sure. the whole the whole defense. Just the whole front seven was bad. Roquan Smith. Uh, this might have been one of his worst games. Uh, Get him out of here. Trade him. And, and then and he's gone. So that's you know surprising there. But for my cold, I'm staying on the defense. I'm going D line. Al Quinn Muhammad. Um, the Bears traded traded Robert Quinn, and we're all thinking, okay, more Dominic Robinson, more Travis Gibson, maybe some more. Uh, uh, who's the other guy? Jonathan. He has a uh, King, Kings Kingsley Jonathan. Jonathan. Yeah. He did play some reps, uh, which was nice to see him get out there. You know, he looks very quick, very athletic. Uh, he didn't do much, but only played a few snaps. But Al Quinn Muhammad, with with Robert Quinn finally gone, he was the one that benefited with a season high 48 snaps, a season high 83% playing time on defense. He didn't get a stat, nothing, no tackles, no assists, no, 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 no QB hits, nothing. Uh, if you're going to be out there for the most snaps, you better do something. You know, yeah, it was a rough all-around defense, but he gets the cold this week for me. Yeah, otherwise, buy a ticket. Buy a ticket. The there it is. That's, that's your cold coach, yeah. <laughs> buy a ticket. What are you doing? Buy a ticket, 55. <laughs> um, uh, just right, yeah, like I said, Herbert, I think, was a candidate. I also wrote down Eddie Jackson. Um, again, I think Eddie's playing really good football, and I think that that interception was just fantastic. Yes. Just, just, just plain and simple, classic Eddie Jackson playing free safety, reading the quarterback, hopping in front, and then making a. I mean, he is dangerous when he has yeah. the ball in his hand in the open field. Like he can score. Uh, you know, I, Peanut Tillman was always good at converting his interceptions into touchdowns. I don't know that he was like dangerous with the football in his hand. I think it was just like green grass in front of him. Uh, be a good, you know, great football player. You know, my favorite football player of all time. But like Eddie's a punt returner. Right. Like he can he can make people miss in, in a very special way. So when he gets an interception, like I instantly sit up and go, oh, can he score this? Right. So it, I, I don't know, man, I, I love watching Eddie Jackson play. I know that he had a lot of detractors over the last couple of years. You know, he, he wasn't putting up the stats that we all expect of Eddie, but um, fun to watch him get that one. I thought maybe he'd be able to take it back, but just right bowl for me. I'm so glad the Bears did not trade him. I know there was some rumbling. You know, the Bears didn't have a lot of assets that they could move. You know, Eddie Jackson right. was one of them. I mean, if the Bears are going to move him, he has two more years in his deal, plus a uh, a third void year thanks to Ryan Pace. So so the fact that they kept him, I think that was good. You know, you can't totally, you know, get whatever. I mean, Quinn is gone. You know, Roquan is gone. Eddie Jackson was named the team captain when they made the trade with Quinn. Uh, now Roquan's gone. I'm not sure who's going to be the new team captain. We'll kind of see how they do that there. But I, I was so happy to Eddie Jackson stay because, like you, man, I'm a big fan of Eddie Jackson. I think he has been kind of knocked the last few years unfairly. You know, it's just uh, scheme usage. Uh, talent around him wasn't the best. You know, he, he he's a safety. At the end of the day, you can only do what, what you can do if you're put in a position to make plays. And we're seeing him make plays now this year, and I think it's good. But for me, my just right is uh, – I've been holding back on this guy for for a few weeks here. Um, a few stinkers the Bears have had. I'm like close to naming him, but this week, Patrick Scales, the long snapper, came through. Of, again, you know, pinpoint snaps every time, money. But he had an assisted tackle this week, so that's that's beautiful. 
Long snapper got down there in coverage. He picked up an assist. Uh, so for this week, my, my, my just right is Patrick Scales. Um, I fully expect you to come on and break down his snaps like I broke down the guillotine's punts. Uh, the next the, the next time I guest on Baron and uh, uh, Bears Over Beers. Yeah, we have so many bear puns. Too, they sound we have like three of them. Yeah, it's too much. So it's kind of, but yeah, the next time I'm, I do Bears Over Beers, I'm going to have myself my Schlitz malt liquor and I'm going to break down uh, Patrick Scales, my friend. Can't wait. <laughs> We're going to book you for 2028 uh, for that. Um, all right. Well, let's, uh, anything big going on at the site that you want to plug before we get out of here and, and field some questions from the, the YouTube crowd? And I've just been so busy. Like I, I work my real job during the day. And like, as soon as I get done, like, I, I hurry up and try and do stuff. We had all the trade stuff going on. We had a barely a podcast go off last night. You know, I even started, you know, started to think about Sackwatch yet. So I'm a day behind. Of course, we had trick or treating last night. So I was kind of behind from that. So, you know, we got, I told you, I got a big AJ Klein piece coming up probably later tonight. So that's, so look out for that. Sackwatch tomorrow. Um, 10 thoughts tomorrow, or are you kind of vacation mode? Oh, crap. <laughs> um, uh, take a week. It That's might fine. not be tomorrow morning. That's all. Um, I, I do have some. I do have some thoughts that I have been scribbling, but but not okay. uh, not ten yet. So uh, it might it may not make my normal slot uh, tomorrow morning. But I was uh, was prepping for this show. But anyway, yeah. um, all good. Yes, it is hard when you're on the road to uh, keep all of that going. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we'll do we'll do bears over beers tomorrow. I'm gonna I'm gonna check with EJ and figure out what time works. We're going to try to go maybe a little earlier um, just because Brad's on the East Coast and and uh, it'd be good for him to go a little earlier. So uh, look for that. We'll, we'll put that out on Twitter when we when we get a time figured out. But it'd be good to talk to Brad about, you know, the, the nuts and bolts of the, the money and the compensation and all that kind of stuff. I think he gives a really good perspective um, that I think everybody can benefit from. So uh, tune in for that. And then, yeah, the next week, I, I'm, I'm at least back home where I can – uh, be back in front of my background so uh but appreciate everybody for joining us and uh until next time bear down <laughs>